You made me see their failings, Louis. They were doomed, stuck in a decadent time, and they have forgotten the first lesson, that we must be powerful, beautiful, and without regret. And you can teach me this? Yes. To be without regret? Yes. Then what a pair we could make. Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, oh, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I am Z. I am Neil. This is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship <laughs> with the most famous and infamous franchises, <laughs> movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This week we're talking about... Interview with the Vampire! The Vampire! <laughs> 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 and <laughs> apparently it's the Count. <laughs> um, uh, but no, it's Interview with I am the, the Count the... of Monte Crisco. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, oh, it was a fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's interview with the vampire, the movie, not the book. Indeed. Um, and I've been calling it interview with a vampire forever, so apparently Fool. I've been calling it wrong. Fool of a took. <clears throat> um, movie begins. Next time, throw yourself down there and rid us all of your stupidity. You're as useless as a shoe store in the Shire. <laughs> Saw that and read it. <laughs> um, yes, our story begins in. Modern day San Francisco, or as modern is 1994, yeah. early 90s? Sure. Yeah. Um, where Christian Slater's character, which I did not know he had a name in the movie, apparently it's Daniel Malloy or Molloy or something, uh, is interviewing Brad Pitt's character, the vampire Louis. Louis. Um, he doesn't know, I think, at first that Brad Pitt's a vampire, but he just finds him interesting, I guess. It doesn't really explain in the movie why they know each other or think of each other at all. Doesn't matter. But Brad Pitt was apparently um, stalking him as you know his potential next meal. And instead, he decides to tell him his entire life story, which encompasses more than two centuries of lifespan. Uh, he says, it begins in 1791. I was 24. Younger than you are then, but a man grown. You know, all that shit. And we do most of the movie in sort of flashback mode. Um, he was a plantation owner. His wife and child had died, so he had lost all will to live, I guess makes sense. Yeah, but that shit happened a lot back then. <laughs> yeah, but it hit him pretty hard. Yeah, uh, stop being a pussy. Starts cheating at cards and wanting people to kill him and shit. Suck it up. Find a new wife. And he finds Lestat, or Lestat finds him. Lestat being Tom Cruise's character, because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are in this movie, and eventually another cool-ass actor is in this movie. Pretty pretty heavy on the on the acting, it's and there's not a lot of actors in it. Um, but due to the deaths of his wife and child, he feels like he wants to die. Lestat says, all right, I'll kill you, but I'll make you a vampire if you, you want. You want to die? Too bad you're immortal. <laughs> Suck it up, bitch. <laughs> and, uh, Lestat then, you know, makes him into a vampire and he begins to hunt with him, hunting humans. Um, and poodles and rats. Well, Event, essentially what that means, Brad Pitt's character, he has this lingering sensation of morality Gross. from being a human. Disgusting. I'm a human. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You're not human. Yeah, um, fair enough. You, you have a close approximation, I'm but it's not quite. I'm the skin of a human. Does yeah. that help? Like men in black? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, More sugar. More. More. 
Um, <laughs> essentially, though, Brad Pitt's character has this lingering sense of morality. Doesn't want to kill people, so he starts eating rats and Stop chickens and all sorts of things. And then uh, ends up burning down his plantation because his his slaves <laughs> essentially turn on him and think he's the devil. And he agrees with them, so he burns down his plantation and. Uh, Lestat saves him, and they go to New Orleans together. And in New Orleans, Lestat does his shit. He kills prostitutes, aristocrats, pretty much everybody. Poodles. Poodles. <laughs> poodles that are people. Oodles of poodles. God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Brad Pitt, you know, Louis, he, uh, he just kind of regrets becoming a vampire. He kind of hates himself, and... But now he can't even commit suicide because, you know, vampirism and everything. Um, eventually, because Lestat keeps trying to, like, convince uh, Louis to feast on humans, right? Because it's, I don't know, gives him some sadistic pleasure. Wouldn't be hard to sell me on that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, who are we eating? <laughs> you do that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, eventually Louis runs away for a bit, finds a plague-ridden section of the city, and the first person he eats after his whole thing is Kirsten Dunst. A little girl. Like eight-year-old Kirsten Dunst. Yes. And that that never made sense to me. But, you know, she her mom died in the plague. Oh, he just wanted a little snack. He didn't want to eat a whole person. He wasn't hungry enough for a whole person. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> he ends up feasting on her, and then Lestat decides, you know what's going to be fun? He was going to fix this totally not gay marriage. Let's have a baby. Let's have a kid. <laughs> so he makes her into a vampire, and she's a vampire. Uh, again, vampires do not age. Le petit vampire. Le petit vampire. And uh, she becomes the little girl vampire. Indeed. And then they move to New Orleans, and they're like a family, I guess, for like 40 years. Some shit goes down. They become Americans. Yeah, they become, <laughs> we all became Americans. Because Napoleon sold Because Napoleon place. sold the Louisiana Purchase. This is all going to be in French, just like Three Musketeers. Yep. Um, <laughs> but they're living in New Orleans. You know, Louis remains this kind of sad human being. Uh, doesn't want to, you know, do anything. But Claudia, who is uh, Kirsten Dunst's character, kind of brings brings him back to, like, stirs some humanity back in him. However, Things go shit because Kirsten Dunst stays a little girl for like what? Like we said, like forty years. Yeah, she's like sixty, I think, at that point. Something like that, and uh, she goes crazy. Like, why can't I change? Blah, blah blah blah. And she hatches a plot to kill Lestat, and they come damn near close. Yeah, um, <clears throat> they end Could up. Could be dead. argued they actually do kill him, but he re- reincarnates himself. Maybe. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Really yeah, it's it doesn't explain a lot, which honestly, I. Yeah. He looks dead as shit, and an alligator <laughs> tries to eat him, but he eats the alligator instead. He does, because <laughs> he they they I killed the gator that <laughs> killed me. Because the thing that's really killing, well, uh, anyway, pun not intended. The thing that's really hurt, like messing with Louis' brain, brain is that uh, Lestat's doesn't tell him shit about vampires. Claims Mr. he doesn't Lestat know. Doesn't, well, he says he doesn't know. Yes. Yeah, claims he doesn't know. Um, and so it's actually a form of psychological manipulation to keep him with him. Mm-hmm. So they eventually they book travel to Europe. Lestat comes back from the dead. Going to Europe. And then they burn down the entire French Quarter <laughs> to yes. try and stop him. Uh, and they go to Europe, and they start hanging out. Um, 
just trying to find some trace of vampires. They spend about 60 years doing that. Yeah, seriously. Egypt and Transylvania. And, and what he says places. is they didn't find a single trace nothing of vampires. peasant whispers. And that, and that Dracula was nothing but the, uh, what did he say? The ramblings of a drunk Irishman <laughs> or a deluded Irishman. Deluded Irishman. And, Bram Stoker. Uh, they end up settling in Paris where a vampire finds them. I forget his name. I forget his name too. It's not in my Douchebaggy copycat guy. Douchebaggus. Uh oh, I think it's Santiago. 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 Yes, 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 yes. It's Santiago. And he does this weird mirror thing and shows him that he's a vampire. And then Armand. Armand. Who is played by Antonio Banderas. Don Antonio Banderas. Zoro. Um, <laughs> damn it, I've not seen that movie since I was like six oh, years Zorro. old. Ooh, or whenever it came out. Catherine Zeta-Jones in it? When, when did that come out? Like early 2000s? Catherine Zeta-Jones. So I was a teenager. In 97. So I was not a teenager. Um, <laughs> talk about Catherine Zeta-Jones for a minute. <laughs> we, will, uh, <laughs> we will when we do Zorro. Yes. But um, essentially Antonio Banderas shows him the world of the vampires. And they're like this, like probably like what, 100 vampires are there? Ish. Yeah. And um, like like Antonio Banderas' character really wants Brad Pitt's character. Probably like real life. And just really wants him, really wants him in there because um, he sees that Brad Pitt's kind of gift, essentially, is that he still has this humanity about him that he's carried into, like, the undeath, I guess. Disgusting. And and every single one of these vampires, they just kind of immediately lose their humanity. They don't give a fuck anymore. So he wants to, like, kind of bring that into, like, the new version of vampire or whatever. Yeah. they end up again. Santiago reads their mind and finds out that they at least attempted, at least in their minds, succeeded in killing um, Lestat, Lestat, and that uh, the only rule is that you will die because apparently you cannot kill your own. Yeah, if you do kill your own, they kill you back. You know, eye for an eye, as it were. But then someone gets to kill them because they killed you. Whoa. Shit. Well, except they didn't kill them. They just locked him in a room that happened Fair to have enough. access to the sun. Fair enough. <laughs> More like a, a didn't save you kind of thing. Yep. That's how Batman gets away with it at the end of Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, longer story short, Santiago, uh, it's not Santiago, it's uh, Armand, convinces Brad Pitt, or Louis, to stay with him. And then, you know, poor little Claudia thinks that she's kind of run out. Uh, You know, she's going to lose her one person that she's been hanging out with so he she has louis turn this chick who lost her daughter in a plague or whatever to be her new companion for 14 be- and a half minutes yeah because apparently <laughs> she's not able to create more vampires i think it's i think we were talking about it's this a volume issue it. i think i What's think you're right i think it's a volume issue yeah literally i think there's a a, a volume of blood yeah. that's required to her give body them. contains enough volume yeah of, of like blood she because she said you guys i can't do it you all saw to that and it's very vague but you know we thought about you made travel when you made me yeah and uh so louis does it and then he says Yep, that was the last bit of my humanity. Yep. You fucking killed it, bitch. Good job. Um, and Thanks then instantly, Santiago and the crew come and grab Claudia and the new girl and throw them into the sun chamber, essentially. It's this well that's graded off. And uh, they they that put was a Louis... great death scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> they put Louis in a coffin and fucking stone him up in a wall somewhere. Cask of Amontillado. They cask of Amontillado the shit out of him. And... Uh, Claudia and her new mommy are burned to death by the sun. 
Armand. Just like me every time I go to the beach. Breaks <laughs> breaks Louis free. <laughs> and then Louis goes on a fucking rampage. Rampage! Murders every Term, single one of those terms vampires. Terms of rampagement. Aside from Armand, who Armand's like, dude, you need to come with me. That's a direct quote from the movie. Mm-hmm. And then Brad Pitt, Louis' character, goes, yeah, fuck off, bitch. And then just goes off on his own, goes back to America, uh, talks about how looking at colored films is actually like a saving grace of his because he's able to see the sun again. And, you know, he just, he says, what does he say? He's like, I, I go on night after night. Um, feeding upon those who feeding cross, upon those my, across path. my path. And, you know, he's just forever. And then uh, the, you know, Malloy, I guess is his name, the uh, Christmas Slater character, goes like, dude, you should turn me into a vampire. And he gets all, like, fuck, man. He says, I don't want it. I don't want it. (laughs) She's my queen. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, he's like, did you hear nothing I said, asshole? And, you know, kind of scares him. He runs away. And he puts in his cassette tape to start listening over. And then the stat wasn't dead. Actually, we find that out. A little bit in surprise, motherfucker, and and kind of it's a kind of a sick little thing. He says the same thing that he says to Louis. He's like, "I'll give you the choice I was never given." And then he turns on what was that song? Sympathy, it was sympathy for the for devil. Sympathy for the devil by the Rolling and Stones. Rides into the night sunset, which is <laughs> such a perfect fucking ending to this movie. And there you have it. Yeah, that's the plot. There's a lot that we skipped over, but that's generally it. That's what happens when you condense a three-hour movie into. a 10 minutes <laughs> deal with it yeah we'll come back in a few minutes with uh, some uh, fun facts alright so this movie is based on a screenplay by Anne Rice which is based on a novel by Anne Rice the books are fantastic and you should read them if you get the chance I've not read them so I need to it had a 60 million dollar budget and brought home 223 million damn what a return I don't know I said that's a good return oh yeah <laughs> so let's talk about the fact that everyone confuses this with Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. That's not the name of the fucking movie. I've literally thought that I, my entire life. Until I started my notes, I thought that. And I've read the books and seen the movie a million times. It's Interview with the Vampire. That's what's commonly known as the Mandela Effect that we've talked about on the show before. Where everyone's convinced that Nelson Mandela went to prison at some point, but he didn't. Or died in prison, that's it. Everyone's convinced, Yeah, no, he definitely went to prison. But everyone's convinced he died in prison. They, they seem to remember reading that in the paper and seeing it on mm. CNN, but it never happened. But no. everyone thinks that it did. Interesting. Just like everyone thinks the name of this movie is Interview with a Vampire, but it's not. <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> you should just... You that, just it's like, called the Mandela Effect. Okay, okay. That's what's commonly known as the Mandela Effect. Okay, it's okay. the name of that psychosis. We're Got all it. fucking crazy. All right. All right. <laughs> Brad Pitt plays Louis de Pointe du Lac. That's his full name, and I like it. God bless you. He was in World War Z, Deadpool 2, apparently. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, he was one of the other um, mercenaries. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, X-Force. Sure. Uh, he think. was in Fury, Inglorious Bastards, as Lieutenant Aldo Rain. And I want my scalps. And I want my scalps. Uh, one of my favorites, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. That is a great movie. We're gonna I've only that. seen it once. I've seen it several times. He's in, in the Oceans. In reverse? Yes. He's in the Oceans movies. Yeah, he's in Troy. He was Patch Boomhauer. He played Achilles in, in Troy. How do yeah. you just go over that? He was Patch Boomhauer in King of the Hill, which <laughs> is uh, Boomhauer's brother. <laughs> he talks with the same inflection and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Fight Club, obviously. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt, Meet Joe Black, and Twelve Monkeys. I don't know Twelve Monkeys. I don't either. Both of those, uh, Meet Joe Black and Twelve Monkeys, are two movies that I found doing this research that I kind of want to watch now. Interesting. And I think they're on Netflix. So, Tom Cruise plays Lestat the Lion Colt. 
là encore. Uh, he's in Mission Impossible, obviously. Top Gun, obviously. Jack Reacher. Rock of Ages, which is my favorite oh, movie. He's such in. a good movie. I fucking love that movie. Such a good movie. And Tropic Thunder, which is another fucking fantastic movie. I didn't know movie. he's in Tropic Thunder. Dude, he's the producer guy who like owns them. To be honest, I haven't seen it. He's in a fat <laughs> Yeah, no. Disgusting. We're watching that later. <laughs> Fucker. All right. Uh, Christian Slater plays Malloy. He was Mr. Robot in Mr. Robot. Oh shit. Yeah, Mr. Robot's not the main character. No, I know. Yeah. That would be Freddie Mercury guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember his name now. I can't either. Uh, but the he, Freddie Mercury guy. Yeah, he was in Rick and Morty. I don't know who he played. Don't ask. Uh, he was Deadshot in several Justice League cartoons. Hmm. Uh, he was Slater in Archer. <laughs> Christian Slater is Slater. Uh, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine Two, or Robot Chicken. My name is Earl, which I fucking love. Hollow Man Two, Zoolander. I don't know they made a Hollow Man Two. It's terrible, just like the first one. It's worse than the first one, but the yeah. first one's bad. The first one's bad, but it's something. It's worth watching. Yeah, sort of. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. Uh, he was in Zoolander, uh, Fern Gully, Star Trek VI, Undiscovered Country, uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the show and the film, and the movie Heathers. You ever seen Heathers? Mm-mm. That's a cult classic from the 80s. Hmm. All right, Claudia, Kirsten Dunst, was uh, a Callister employee in Black Mirror. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was in Portlandia. She was Mary Jane in Spider-Man. Marie Antoinette. She was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is not a bad film. I've never seen it, actually. Oh, it's pretty good. I know. It's it's one of those movies you have to watch. I just yeah. never did. She was in The Crow Salvation, Small Soldiers, The 90s Outer Limit. Oh, my God. She was in Small Soldiers. Yeah. The 90s Outer Limit show, Jumanji. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek TNG as a character called Hedril. I don't remember who that is. Gonna have to rewatch that yeah. episode. And she did the English dub for Kiki's Delivery Service, which is one of those weird anime movies that apparently you have to watch. Ah. It's by, um, ah, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> it's like some famous director <laughs> who's like, I don't know, good, apparently. Whatever. Yeah. Antonio Banderas plays Armand. No, no. Antonio Banderas. Sure. Uh, he was in SpongeBob Sponge Out of Water as Burger Beard. <laughs> His most famous role, obviously. <laughs> you know what? Don't say any other roles he's in. <laughs> he was in Machete Kills. Uh, he, Are you shitting me? Nope. That's he hilarious. He was in Puss, in Puss and Boots. Puss and Boots. Spy and Kids. by extension, Shrek. Yep. Spy Kids, Zorro. He was Zorro. Uh, and Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And uh, I forget what the other ones are called, but that's a phenomenal trilogy. And your movie, The 13th Warrior, that I Dude, The say. 13th Warrior is like one of my favorite movies. <clears throat> I just don't get it. I fun. love that fucking movie. Okay. We're going to have to cover it. So, everyone who played a vampire, they would hang them upside down for half an hour and put their makeup on like that. And that would make all the blood rush to their heads, and they would trace their blood vessels with, like, translucent uh, ink and shit. Holy shit. Yeah. So, they only had a few minutes to work with them until their face normalized. So, they would do that over and over and over. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. And it, uh, I was noticing it more on this rewatch. All right. So... Earlier, I said I thought that River Phoenix was in this movie. He's not. It, Christian Slater's part was supposed to be River Phoenix. Oh. He died before they could do it. I was wondering why you say why yeah. you said that. I think the film's actually dedicated to him, too. Uh, oh. But Christian Slater donated his quarter-million-dollar salary to Phoenix's favorite charities. Oh. Yeah. Tom Cruise wanted a private set because he wanted the makeup to remain you know, creepy for the movie. Yeah. So they actually had to build tunnels underneath the set so he could get there and back because... <laughs> Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Yeah. And this was like, 
height of Tom Cruise's career. I mean, he's still pretty big. Yeah, I yeah. agreed. But like in the '90s, he was like in a bunch of. He's shit. like bigger than Brad Pitt now. Brad Pitt kind of fell off, and Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Tom Cruise is the only one still making movies. Kirsten Dunst probably makes movies. But I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, I haven't either. Tom Cruise is winning. That's all I know. Yeah, he also doesn't age. Yeah, he is a vampire. So, all right. So in EW interview, uh, Brad Pitt revealed that he had a terrible time making this movie. He hated the makeup. He hated the contacts. He hated filming in the dark. He basically only did it because his friend was the producer, David Geffen, and begged him. And he begged him to let him leave. And he's like, no, it's going to cost you $40 million to let go of it at this point. So he had to keep doing it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is actually the first movie that was ever given permission to close down both lanes of traffic on the Golden Gate Bridge. Really? Mm -hmm. First movie was this movie. And, you know, we always talk about how the... uh, the people who write these books that turn into movies hate them, hate, couldn't stand them. Yeah. Anne Rice liked this. She liked it so much, she took a two-page ad in Vanity Fair and New York Times calling it a masterpiece. Which, wow. Which, you know, you that's pretty, love it. That's like, pretty high praise. Right? I mean, it, Honestly, it is. I love this movie. It is a masterpiece. It's fucking phenomenal. Okay. So Daniel Day-Lewis almost played Lestat. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Also, Johnny Depp turned it down before uh, Tom Cruise got it. Dude. All of that, all those actors would have been great. Except Daniel Day-Lewis would be in prison because he would have actually tried to eat someone's blood. Very true. <laughs> it was a method actor. He definitely would have killed somebody just to get in the mindset. Yep. So at the time, or I'm sorry, when this movie came out, it was the highest rated, or highest grossing vampire movie for a whole decade. Uh, and as, uh, of, uh. as of now, it's still the highest rated, um, rated R vampire film. I guess Twilight beat him probably or something. Something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. And you're going to like this. Tom Cruise actually had to stand on a platform when he filmed so he can be taller. <laughs> Dude, the guy's only 5'8". I've met him. He's not that short. Yeah. He was wearing cowboy boots with really tall heels when I met him, but whatever. All right. Kirsten Dunst was not allowed to watch this movie when she was a kid, and she was 12 when they filmed it. So really? She, she looked she a lot like, younger. Yeah, that's kind of why they Probably with the doll hair and shit. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh... Anne Rice met with Tom Hanks to try and get him to play Lestat after seeing him in Philadelphia. Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise turned it down to star in Forrest Gump. Talk about Tom Hanks turned it down to star in Forrest. Isn't that what I literally just said? You said Tom Cruise. Oh, I meant Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, but like, talk about a win-win. Right? (laughs) You're either in this or in Forrest Gump. I will will say that Forrest Gump is probably a bad... It's incremental at that point. It's a culture... It's more important culturally... I guess. Unless you're a vampire. Life is like a box of chocolates. Everyone knows that damn quote. Nobody knows any quotes from this movie. Well, if you're a vampire, this is more culturally relevant. And then the five that are left. If you're an undead, <laughs> you don't know. All right. So, uh, Brad Pitt Louis' um, estate at the beginning is actually the historic Oak Alley Plantation on the Mississippi River in Vachery, Vac- Louisiana. Spoiler alert. They burned it down. I'm just kidding. Sure. No, but the uh, guest book there is actually on display, and it's been signed by Tom and uh, Brad Pitt. Nice. Yeah. So you could actually go there. Yes. So Tom Cruise actually prepared for his role uh, by watching videos of lions attacking zebras in the wild. Bro. (laughs) It shows. This is before YouTube, too, so he had to, like, rent videos. (laughs) Did they have Animal Planet in the early 90s? I think they did. Perhaps. I mean, that's what, um, what's his name was on? Steve Irwin. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. They they definitely had it. an planet then. Okay. So the role of Claudia, a couple people auditioned for it that you might know. Christina Ricci. That would have worked. 
It's Wednesday Adams, bro. Oh, I don't fucking know that. Why would I know that? Because you know nothing about goth culture. That's why. <laughs> and Natalie Portman. Wow. That would have been weird. And instead she did Padme Amidala in Star Wars. Gross. She did. <clears throat> I know. Okay, when Lestat tells Louis that eating rats is a good way to survive, I think I mentioned this during the movie, that's actually a reference to Bram Stoker's Dracula where he does just that. Mm. Didn't know that. I have still haven't read it or seen any of those old I have Dracula a movies. very old, like, 20s copy, and it's super creepy looking. It looks like what you would expect a copy of Dracula to look like. <laughs> like, just insane and creepy. Dripping and blood. And yeah, it's, very, it's, it's, it's colder than the rest of the room. It is a red cup. Like, it looks gross. <laughs> okay, so apparently when this movie came out, these people went to go see it. This Daniel Sterling and Lisa Stellwagen went to go see it. The next day, he stabbed her to death seven times in the chest and back and sucked blood from her wounds after seeing the movie. So he Daniel Day-Lewis her. Yeah. She lived, though. Oh, shit. And he's in prison for uh, attempted first-degree murder. What the fuck? Yeah, so there's some controversy when this came out. Kind of like the other movie we're about to go see after this. We're going to go see Joker right after this. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. During filming, uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt apparently got into an argument because Tom Cruise says that Brad Pitt would not wear deodorant and his B.O. was terrible. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Can in, anyone confirm this? In New this? Orleans? Someone confirm this. Someone who's oh, met Brad Pitt, call God. in. Call in or drop us an email and give us a scale of how bad Brad Pitt smells. We would love to know. Why doesn't he wear deodorant? I don't know. Or at least he didn't then. Maybe he's just trying to piss off Tom Cruise, which that's pretty brilliant. Right? You can't do anything about that except deal with it. It's going to cost you $40 million to back out, motherfucker. Okay, so apparently Oprah Winfrey walked out of this movie saying it was too bloody. Oh, my God. Which is like an endorsement for me. <laughs> Guess what, bitch? It's about vampires. Yeah, it is no rated shit. R. Go fuck it's yourself. literally about people, beings who eat blood. And you could go read the book so you know what the fuck's about to happen because it all happens in the book, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, give us a few minutes and we'll talk about some theories and other stuff. All right. So the real big theory on this movie is that it's a giant allegory for gay marriage and having an adopted kid. Hmm. Because there is some very strong homoeroticism in this movie. Oh, yeah. Only only paralleled maybe by Top Gun. <laughs> also. with the boys. Tom Cruise. Just saying. Uh, but he's not gay. He's not gay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so there's some very strong... Don't sue us. Yeah. Very, very strong uh, homosexual overtones in this. And obviously when they adopt the little girl, there's that whole argument and theory there. Now, there's actually a graphic novel that Anne Rice gave permission to, to like, develop. Get done. Yeah. And uh, it kind of <coughs> shows them as a couple of gay dudes raising her... Um, and then Anne Rice was like, she, she loved it. So it's kind of like, <laughs> she's pulling a JK Rowling and like, sure, they're gay. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Hermione's actually black now. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. No, that's the only real theory I could. Oh, find. you don't want to expound on that at all? <laughs> I mean, what's their expound upon? <laughs> I, just, I just giving you shit. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really odd. Like the, the, the vampires, Every time they bite on someone, it's, like, super sexual, which I guess is a thing from vampire, yeah. like, lore. It is. Um, and uh, many, many times they're doing, like, you want to say the screen, like, super gay. <laughs> but uh, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. I mean, 
they were two young men, you know, seemingly living in New Orleans True. of all places with a little daughter. Yep. There you go. What's your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part of this movie. Oddly enough, I I really just enjoyed the ending. Um I enjoyed the whole Lestat coming back thing and and kind of repeating his his uh offer to Louis to to this guy cuz we we were kind of talking about like um like Brad Pitt obviously he can just exist or Louis can just exist on his own he's found some sort yeah. of balance but Lestat needs someone when he didn't have anyone he's literally hanging out in a burned down it's building for 150 he's, years he's a social vampire yeah he um, needs a coven or whatever so i like the fact that even though he's an evil son of a bitch i was like you know what he still got it yep <laughs> and technically the uh interviewer guy got what he wanted too right he's like i want what you want yeah or what you much. have so I, I enjoyed the ending, and I enjoyed the fact there's not a sequel movie yeah, because it ended well. Yeah, I can't recall if Queen of the Damned is a prequel or a sequel, but it is related. It's also based on an Anne Rice book, at least, of the oh, same, okay. of the same uh, not series, I guess. I guess we'll have to cover that, too. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been years since I've read the books. I can't remember where they fit in. Mm. Okay, so my favorite part also relates to Lestat. And unfortunately, it is that I relate too much to him. <laughs> and I take what he does very personally because it it feels like me as a vampire. Like <laughs> he's just like a like a total asshole, but he's also smart about it. Manipulates people to do what he wants, and that's I've been described that way so a few dear times. Dear God, you have a high opinion of yourself. Hey, I'm not the one that says it though. <laughs> so, Except right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now I'm the one saying it, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right, what's your least favorite part? My least favorite part. had to change it because there's a couple things I don't really want to talk about. But really, if I boil it down, there's a big plot hole in this movie. Well, let's just talk about the elephant in the room really quick and get it over with. <laughs> the fact that it's not really said, but it's kind of implied that Louis and Claudia had a relationship of some kind that was yeah. not platonic. It's superseded platonic relationship, yeah. It, it's creepy, and we're going to move right on past it. That's yeah. all we're going to say. But it bared mentioning. Yes, but my least favorite part, aside from that, is uh, kind of the plot hole that, like, Louis, especially after he turns that chick into a vampire and, he, like, loses Claudia and all that shit, he wants to die again. Dude, just go lay out in the sun. Yeah. If you want to die that badly, you can. I mean, even some suicidal people want to die but are afraid to do it. So That's So there fair. could be that. There's That's no fair. But um, yeah, you know, you got a point. Just, he it, could easily just like, kill himself. It seems like everyone's like, "Oh, you're a mortal vampire." It's like, yeah, but there's a lot of rules you have to follow. You can't drink old blood. Yeah. You can't go out in the sun. You can't fucking. I guess that's really it for These this. These are rules movie. I try to live by already. Yeah, you have to sleep in a coffin every day. Apparently, so still, if you don't do that, what still happens? Still checking boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what happens if you don't do all that stuff? Do you just get weaker, or do I you think die? The coffin is only really you have to be enclosed from sun. Because Claudia gets out and walks around during the sunlight. Yeah, yeah. I think it just it's a it's a convenient it's a sunlight tight box. Yeah, that's fair. But it's like if you don't, if I mean, you get in the also, sun, though, you die. Yeah, they also became vampires in the age of like thatched roofs. So like, oh not yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, like so. I don't know. That's a good maybe point. That's just how they made it. But yeah, that was just that's just a little sticking point I had with it. Yeah. All right. My least favorite part is they don't really explain the origins of vampires, and like. 
They don't Fair. talk about some of the stuff that you want to know about. The stuff that never really gets explained in vampire shit anyway. Yeah. Like in a zombie movie, you can you can usually trace that back to like patient zero or Yeah, or like any sort of Dracula movie, you know that he sold his soul to Satan. Exactly, right? but we don't know in this one and it's I wish they'd explain it. I think they do in the books. I think it all comes right. from Satan himself, if I remember correctly. To be devil. honest though, man, I kind of enjoy it when a movie doesn't spoon feed me. I do too to a degree. I don't want them to spoon feed me, but I want in the last half hour to know what was happening in the whole movie. I I'd like to know eventually. I I, I it's not a bad yeah. point. I, I I would like to know, yeah. But it, I don't think it's necessary. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a decent gripe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, that's uh, that was an interview with the vampire, and uh, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, go see it. And again, I just said the name wrong again. Interview with the vampire. Yep. <laughs> and uh, fuck it, I'm gonna say a vampire because it's easier to say. <laughs> But go watch this movie if you haven't watched it, especially because it's October, spooky month. And, spooky uh, October. Apparently, Z says this is what most horror movies are like. So if that's the case, this apparently is, I don't like horror. Or is, I don't hate yeah, horror movies. Yeah, this is just as scary as most horror movies. Yeah, I disagree that this is like most horror movies because I've seen some horror movies that have fucking killed me. So I disagree with that premise. But if you agree with him, let us know. If you agree with me, let us know. And we will bicker to the bitter end. Pretty much. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. And... Uh, See you next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Go ahead and please join us next week. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> you, can, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcasts. Also, tell your friends about us. Like, seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send your feedback, show ideas, or behind-the-scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. And we've got a very special thanks to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Go ahead and check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. And we'll see you guys next week. Hey, Neil, what's a vampire's favorite holiday? What? Thanksgiving. Ah, 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 ah. God damn it.